This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Uh, Welcome to the instant reaction to SummerSlam 2018. My name is Evan Roberts. It's the Evan Roberts Podcast. Now, usually when I've been doing these pay-per-view big show, whatever the hell you want to call it, instant reactions. I've been droning on by myself. But today, I watched the SummerSlam event with a friend of mine, a man who hosts his own podcast. Dennis has a podcast. He's a big wrestling fan himself. So we will both give our expert opinions, or lack their expert opinions, (laughs) on the garbage we just saw. I appreciate you coming over, Dennis. Um, How are you? I'm okay. Are we sure this is over? (laughs) I'm still not convinced this is over. Well... This is my problem with this thing, okay? I want to start at the end because Roman Reigns takes on Brock Lesnar, and you have the whole specter of the fact that Braun Strowman could cash in. And when Strowman comes out after they do the introductions and says, I'm not going to basically be like the chickens who have cashed in in years past, I'm loving it. Mm -hmm. I think it's great. And so when you tease something awesome, and then you've got your Roman Lesnar match, which pretty much ended out of nowhere, as Roman finally wins the Universal title, great, let's have a parade, and then Strowman doesn't cash in because Brock just beat the crap out of him, I don't know. I felt like I didn't have the full meal. Yeah, I know. This is an opportunity to do like a talking smack or a talking... Uh, a version of they're going to cut into the post pay-per-view and have that be a thing. But no, it just just ended. If I was in Brooklyn right now, I think I'd be very disappointed. Well, I'm pissed off now. I'm not even in Brooklyn. (laughs) I'm really not because I thought they were actually doing things really well. Mm -hmm. Because, and I loved when it wasn't a triple threat match. I even said that to you. I said, oh, you know, I kind of like this better that they're going to have a one-on-one match Whoever wins, Reigns or Lesnar, I figured Reigns would win, will then get another bonus match out of this thing, and then we'll see how it ends. Maybe Heyman will turn. Maybe something will happen. And instead, you didn't get what they told you we were going to get. Yeah, no. I freaking hate it. You get a distracted you get a distracted Lesnar. You get Strowman, who looks like an idiot again. He looks like no a good, schmuck. Again, for no good reason. And where do you go from here? You're going to write Lesnar out of the storyline for a while. You know, who knows if he ever comes back. Who's Roman's going to feud with? With. Is he going to feud with Strowman? Is he going to feud with whoever? Well, it, it, where does the story go going forward? If they had Brock as a normal freaking wrestler, <laughs> then what I would tell you is we now have a Lesnar-Strowman feud, and Roman can go fight someone else, mm-hmm. and then you know we'll see what they decide to do come WrestleMania. But the fact that Brock Lesnar, you would think, is going to disappear, which I'm okay with more so now because he doesn't have the universal title. Thank God they took it off him, which I'm happy about. I mean, but I've lost my happiness because if you were just going to have Roman beat Lesnar the way they did it, then don't tease me don't tease Strowman it, right. coming out. Yeah. And what, how many moves were in that match? There was like six spears, 
two German suplexes, three Superman Were punches. You counting? Yeah, like really, the, nothing ha- like nothing happened. It, it was it was anticlimactic. There was no drama. Uh, you know, for all of the Emmy award winning or should be Emmy award winning work that Paul Heyman has done over the last couple of weeks and months, he he factored in a, a, for no nothing. reason at all. Nothing. It just it, it's it, the the backstory didn't serve the end story, and for a, a company that talks incessantly nonstop about being a storytelling company. I don't know what the story was. I don't know where the story is going. And uh, quite honestly, they, the, I think the only reason we saw Strowman come out, because they knew if it was going to be a one-on-one match between Lesnar and Reigns, the crowd was going to crap all over it. And they were. And they were. But wh- what did I say right before the bell rang? Are we going to hear the bell or are we going to hear Braun? No, and you're right. We, we heard Braun. We heard Braun. And, and you're right that having Strowman stand there for the first few minutes helped. Because I think there was a lot of energy in the crowd anticipating what would happen. But we still got a you both suck chant. <laughs> I mean, that still occurred during the main event. You both suck was chanted. Do you think the general WWE audience is paying to see Brock Lesnar six years into this run? At those who were there last night? I mean, those who are there right now? It feels like last night. Feels but like <laughs> last night. Those who are listening are probably going to say last night or how, two days or How many people in that building were like, you know what? I want to see Lesnar Reigns, or I want to see Lesnar, or how many people were there because they want to see SummerSlam? I, honestly, I think pro wrestling in 2018 is very different than the way it used to be. I don't think people are paying for individual stars. I think they're paying for the brand. Uh, the brand has become such a huge name over the last few decades that... I don't think there's a franchise player. I don't even think people paid to see Cena when Cena was the top guy. I think it was already the brand. I think you've got to go back to Hogan and Austin Rock, I should say, with the last time that happened. I think people are going to pay for SummerSlam because it's SummerSlam. Now, I think Brock has been, at times, awesome the last few years. I really do. I am still a supporter of him beating The Undertaker. I thought it was great. I thought it was a great shock. I thought what they did with him after was amazing. He dest- he doesn't just beat Cena for the title. He destroys Cena for the title. And I liked his first championship run. I dealt with it, even though he rarely fought. But I thought the payoff, and I'll say this again because I still don't think the payoff happened. The payoff to Roman beat, uh, I'm sorry, Brock beating The Undertaker and Brock destroying Cena and Brock having this universal title run was to make a star was to have somebody go over him in an epic way. And Roman Reigns went over him, but he didn't go over him in an epic way. He was distracted. He had just beaten the crap out of Braun Strowman. So all the work they've done mm-hmm. since 30, WrestleMania 30, dude, that's four and a half years ago. It's wasted because they haven't made a star out of him. In a lot of ways, I think the most interesting thing that could have happened tonight was Lesnar retaining clean, just to see what the internet wrestling community, what everyone would have thought. <laughs> what I well, well, what we would have said. Yeah. Because really, you know, Strowman winning would have been a great moment. It would have been a lot of fun to talk about now. But tomorrow, where do you go with that? Right now, with Reigns tomorrow, he comes out, he's, he's the big dog now, he drops his mic. But where the hell do you go well, with that? I, I'm not worried about that because now at least you have a champion on the show and you can create feuds like they have with AJ Styles over the last year where the champion is there. I mean, I had Heyman on the show Friday and, you know, we're kind of tongue-in-cheeking, busting balls a uh, lot. John Heyman? Or... <laughs> You're funny. I know. Feels that way. It's still weird that I actually put Paul Heyman on WFN. <laughs> but I was being serious as a fan. I mean, this defending champion BS, the guy barely defends the title. And I think it... 
in a way elevates the title, but in a way hurts the title. It elevates it because whenever there's a title match, it's a really big deal. I even said this to you before the event. I said Roman winning's a big deal because we haven't had a universal champion besides Brock Lesnar since Goldberg. I mean, that feels like 10 years ago. But it still hurts overall that your champion isn't there. So what do we get out of this? We get the fact that the champion is going to be there all the time. I, I can't argue with that, but it, I, it's the thing now with Roman Reigns is that is he going to be a, a face heel in the way that Cena was for uh, you know the last three or four years he was a regular performer? Where do we go with Roman Reigns from here? Because the Raw brand is going to be Rollins' brand. Even though he's the IC champ, and I know you, we talk about this a fair amount, you know, there's a difference between being a world champ and being the IC champ, but people give a crap about Rollins. People don't care no, you're about wrong. Reigns. No, you're wrong. People do care about Reigns. They just don't like him. I mean, they care about him. He gets a reaction. Now, I think the reaction is different than Cena because I thought Cena did get more cheers than Roman gets right now. Right. I think Roman. I think Cena used to be 55-45 booze. It was close. Mm-hmm. It was like a... I'd say like a Met-Yankee game at City Field, where it's close. Uh-huh. Roman is more like a Nets-Knicks game, where the Knicks fans are <laughs> booing him and the Nets fans are cheering him. So, but I do think people care. Mm-hmm. If people don't care about you, you don't get any kind of reaction whatsoever. So I think that the crowd cares. What do they do with him? I don't know what they do with him. He if, probably feuds with Strowman, even though that's not the way you should do it now. If we get one more Brock appearance now, Brock appears, I, you know, according to the contract. Tomorrow? If he appears tomorrow. If that's going to be the last we see of him until Rumble or Mania or ever, right. what do you do with him tomorrow? I think he sets up uh, Lesnar Strowman. I think that's what he does. I, I think that... They've done that already. So they <laughs> that stopped them from doing it again. I think Strowman will end up becoming the star maker out of this. I mentioned how God no willing. one's gotten over clean. I think you're probably looking at Strowman Lesnar at WrestleMania. If oh. I had to guess right now. Are you gonna put then you put Strowman over, God willing. At WrestleMania? Yeah, yeah I think he's gonna be the guy who crushes Lesnar, unless they find a better part-time opponent, like The Rock comes back, and they say, hey, let's do Rock against Lesnar. I think Lesnar's opponent for Mania, if I had to guess right now, would be Strowman, and they could build that for a while because Lesnar's not going to be around. Well, Lesnar's uh, anticipated UFC dates early 2019. So maybe he doesn't fight at Mania. Then. Maybe he does, Maybe maybe he's gone forever. Yeah. What the hell do I know He's 40 years old. I mean, what more can he do in WWE? He's had two long part-time championship runs. Mm-hmm. And you know, we were going over this earlier before we did a podcast like during the event because it was endless. It was five and a half hours long. <laughs> so you talk about many different things. And so we just talked more wrestling. Um, Lesnar's return in 2012 was horrible. Mm-hmm. It really was. He lost his first badge, mat, badge back to John Cena for no reason. And then he had a little feud with Triple H where he beats him at SummerSlam, but then he lost to him at WrestleMania. Everyone loses to Triple H. You uh, know that by except now. Except The Undertaker. Except The Undertaker. Because you went through the analytics about the whole thing. Yeah, just so you know, because they're going to build up this Undertaker-Triple H match, <laughs> Triple H has <laughs> defeated Undertaker by pinfall, but you've got to go back to, like, SmackDown 2000 or something. The Undertaker's war is off the charts. Uh, don't, don't, don't even start with me. <laughs> I, I just think, and I always say this uh, whenever I do these and whenever I talk wrestling, the main event and the way a show ends is worth a lot. That's how you value an event. And while Roman won the title and we have a new universal champion, and there is something special to that because we've had the same universal champion for a year and a half, it's it just, I, I'm annoyed. 
I left here annoyed. When I left WrestleMania and I did the podcast, if you listen back to it, and I'm sure it's still there wherever you get your stupid podcast, I, I had a glee shock after WrestleMania. There was some glee in it. I was worried about where they'd go. I think I said that, but there was a lot. You could hear my voice. It was like, ah, you know, can you believe Brock won? My voice right now is like, eh, what did we just get? Strowman never cashed. What was the point of that? I'm waiting for the show to continue. Well, that's what my takeaway is. My takeaway isn't Lesnar losing. It isn't Roman winning. My takeaway is that we were left at the altar yes. with Strowman cashing in. And I think that might be what they're going for. What? If they're trying to build Strowman as this dude, you want to come back to pay to see this man. Because you got to figure, if you're a, a, a casual WWE fan, you're watching... Survivor Series is a major pay-per-view, but not of the big three, I'm going to no, say. Yeah. It's going to be Rumble, Mania, and SummerSlam. Agreed. And if you're a casual fan and you really don't know who Braun Strowman is, you're going to be like, who the hell is that guy? Let me ask you this. And I always say this. Uh, wrestling is a season. And WrestleMania is your season finale. WrestleMania is your payoff. And I always like to say, in the good years, the road to WrestleMania begins at SummerSlam, not at the Royal Rumble. When they have a really good story... They build it for a long time. Mm -hmm. Even though it probably wasn't on purpose, the Daniel Bryan build for WrestleMania 30 began at SummerSlam. He got screwed by the authority right at SummerSlam. If you go back to when Brock beat Cena and Brock won the title, it felt like the build of Brock being this unbeatable champion was going to go to Roman Reigns. Eventually, mm -hmm. they were going to fight at 31, which is exactly what happened. Uh, Hogan Macho Man, if you want to go back further, I believe they started to plant the seeds of issues. Jealousies. Yes. <laughs> that began at SummerSlam. So when you have a good year, well thought out, mm -hmm. it happens now. Roman Reigns is now the universal champion. Mm -hmm. Do they have any freaking idea what their plan is? for? Is Roman, do we know, do they know, what is Roman going to hold the title? Let's start with that. Mm -hmm. Does Roman hold the title to WrestleMania 35? See, we're adults, and we talk about yes, this constantly. Sort which of. Is, well, we've, we just watched a five-hour show. We spent yes. most of the day before this watching SummerSlams on the WWE Network. So we're the kind of people who like to book this out. Yeah. We're the kind of people who like to think where it's going to go. Do I think he's going to end up with the, the, hold the belt through SummerSlam? To WrestleMania. Uh, WrestleMania? Uh, they don't know. They Just don't know. Just say it. They don't freaking they don't know. know. Yeah. That's the problem. See, I look at AJ Styles, and we'll get to that coming up, and a lot of everything else that happened in this event. AJ Styles, to me, in my mind, should hold that title to WrestleMania, and he should fight Daniel Bryan at WrestleMania. I said that two months ago on one of these dopey podcasts. I don't know what their plan would be for Roman Reigns. If they're going to keep him as champion, and he's actually going to defend his title after a long run, who's the guy to challenge him? You know, who is it? I don't know. And we could sit here throwing names at the wall, but that's the problem. I don't think there's any long-term vision here. I thought what they did with Brock back when he beat Cena at SummerSlam a few years ago was there was a long-term vision. They were going to make him this unbeatable champion, and they were going to make a star out of it. I just feel like they gave the title to the big dog, which is such a stupid <laughs> nickname. I hate it. And uh, yeah, we'll see what happens. What do you think of the VR stuff? The, the literal VR 3D big dog when he came out? That was they got to cut that crap. <laughs> they did that from the beginning. That was one of the things I noticed, noticed right out of the gate. They had so much of this... What do they call it? What did you say? VR or 3D. I don't know. I don't know if you had to have glasses or whatever. Yeah, if you don't see it in the arena, then I don't want to see it. 
Yeah, if it's did. not there in person, don't show me something special, some weird image that the people there can't see. You I don't do like it, that. You got to do it on an off-brand pay-per-view. But more to your point, yes. I feel like the raw, the raw heel roster is a little thin right now. Would you agree with that? Well, I, I've started to not care about heel and faces because I think there's a lot of in-betweens these days. Okay. but The I st- mood you're in. I mean, what's Roman Reigns? He's a face. Oh, yeah, is he? He's 100% a face. Okay. He got booed m- mercifully. But I, w- w- that's where we are in 2018. That's or, my point. I don't look at heels and faces. But I think they do. No, it's stupid if they do that. <laughs> I mean. But I, I, I'm just like trying to think of guys that they would run into Reigns. Like, you know, Balor, no. Corbin, no. Uh, Rollins and uh, Ambrose are going to be together. Well, but you don't Elias, think... Elias, no. You know, just, you, if, I had to, if I had to say who is Roman fighting in Hell in a Cell, which is the next pay-per-view, mm-hmm. your guess wouldn't be Braun Strowman? I, I don't think it would be. I mean, well, how often have they used the Money in the Bank holder as the de facto number one contender. Yeah, they haven't that much. And I guess there's still mystery on how he uses that money in the bank now because it was teased basically today and it still wasn't used. I don't know. And and I guess there's a good in that because now you tune into Raw and you try to find out what the hell's going to happen. One last thing about this match, and I'm sure we'll circle back to it, but I want to go through the entire event, was before the match started, Michael Cole, who is horrible these days and and i say that with peace and love mr cole because back in the day because we do have the wwe network he was pretty good i mean i was watching and you actually watch the same thing lesnar kurt angle at SummerSlam 03 03 cole's a good announcer now he sucks i don't know what happened same thing with coach coach used to be like a really good heel or announcer now i mean all he cares about is social media and good morning america's gonna play this clip coach shut up renee young was better she did a great job. She did, and she's better than Coach. But here's the line. Mm-hmm. Michael Cole is setting up this match, and he says, Brock Lesnar, that cocky champion who only cares about himself, <laughs> versus Roman Reigns, <laughs> the workhorse. Stop begging us. They were begging us. They're begging us. Yeah, no. It, it, it's, it's something where... It, it, the I was I was watching the CM Punk promo from 2011, the uh, the proverbial pipe bomb. Right, and you know I think that was the first time I remember hearing about the brass rings. And you think about guys who get over on their own volition, the Zack Riders, the the, the Daniel Bryan's, are they actually pushing the move? Daniel Bryan, sure. So it's it's a it's a fine line between wanting to do your best work and wanting to get over to someone like Roman Reigns, where WrestleMania 31 was th- three and a half years ago. It was a while ago. That's a long time ago, and. You know, we were. I, I made the point when we were talking before that, you know, it, it's paying off a few that's been going on for three, three and a half years. Yeah. It's been on and off. Yeah. It certainly hasn't been going on straight. But it, at some point, you got to pull the trigger or, or just not. Well, at, they did sort of tonight. I mean, he won. Of. He beat him. It didn't feel as clean as it should have been. It didn't feel like it was the, I thought, right out of the gate when Strowman said, hey, I'm going to cash in, just so you all know, and... Reigns had the first defense on Lesnar. I said it to you. I said, he's going to beat him right now. I mean, he's just going to destroy Lesnar the way Goldberg did. And I thought that would have been a way to make Roman look strong and just get Lesnar out of there and set up a good Reigns-Strowman match. But they didn't do it that way. It still seemed like a cheap kind of win. And all this to be said is that Roman Reigns as a performer and as a wrestler is a great hand. He's a great worker. But just the way Cena was for a lot of his run, just for a lot of those guys, the character is just so, I don't even know what the word is, but I think everybody's over it. I know the word. 
I'm well, not going to use does, it, yeah, but yeah, I think uh, I'll give you the word. That's fair enough. Uh, let's go to the beginning of this match, uh, beginning of the match, beginning of the night, which was 37 hours ago. <laughs> Rollins Ziggler, which actually turned out to be a very, very good match. I like Dolph pulling a little Rick Rude by having the IC title <laughs> on his pants or his tights, whatever it is. Uh, it was a very good match. I just wonder, because you even said Rollins is the guy on Raw. Right? Yeah, absolutely. The IC title for a very long time is a mid-card title. At times, it's been even lower than a mid-card title. I think it's back to mid-card status. I think Seth Rollins has certainly contributed to that. The Miz has certainly contributed to that. But he gets the title back, and it just shows you he's going to be stuck in this love affair with Dean Ambrose before Dean finally turns on him, which I am convinced is going to be before WrestleMania, like a month before. They're going to give you Rollins and Ambrose, his buddies, they're helping each other. God knows, maybe they'll even win the tag titles. Who the hell knows? And then Ambrose will turn on him. But for those who were expecting it tonight or even tomorrow, nah. Well, you can go into, it's the normal build. They're going to be on the same team at Survivor Series. Yeah. They're going to have friction in the Rumble for some reason. Of course. And then they'll fight at WrestleMania. And I'm okay with that. I'm okay. Listen, you know, Rollins, like I said, Rollins is the guy on Raw. And I think, you know, typically we want the guy to be the the world champion. But I think, like you remain mentioned before, there is no traditional face and heel anymore. There is no, this needs to happen traditionally. So I'm okay with Rollins holding the bell for a long time and eventually dropping it to Ambrose at, at WrestleMania oh, so you 35. Think gonna hold, he's going to hold that title the entire time? Why, again, unless you put it on like a guy like Elias uh, or maybe Finn Balor, uh, there's not a really a lot of other people that need the belt or can get the belt. I think Raw is a re- in a really weird spot right now. Well, why did Dolph have the belt? I mean, Dolph I don't know. winning the belt felt random a few weeks or months ago whenever it was. I, I just feel like that, that it, it, Raw and SmackDown can't both be awesome concurrently, and I don't understand <laughs> why. Both can't be awesome. I don't understand why. Yeah. I, from, what, from what I understand, it's the same writing staff. It's the, it's the same across the board. But right now, SmackDown's going through this renaissance where you know a lot of their, their matches on the card were you know pretty dope and had a lot of you know good things going their way. Where Raw just it leaves a lot of questions. Um, and, and it's funny that you know the, the takeaway ending the show is the bad taste of you know Sherman not being able to cash in. But what do we remember from tonight? If we go back overall, we talk about the IC. I don't know if you want to go in order or in order of hotness, uh, you know, of heat of the moment. But like Rousey winning the belt right before the main event, like that's something that. I, I, it almost felt a little anticlimactic. Like her yeah. running around, k- kissing her fiance or husband or whatever it might have been with the other women in the division. You know, it, it's a moment and it's going to be played on you know, outlets outside of the WWE so, well, that, world. Yeah, here's the problem. And I'll, I'll, we'll jump to that match. It, it, it felt like they were planting the seeds for the Bellas to turn on Rousey. All night. They kept showing up everywhere. Why are the Bellas there? <laughs> Why are they there? Are they promoting a reality show or something? Or two or three. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, or Birdie Bees or whatever the hell it's called. I, I have to admit, I watch all these shows. All right, do you own any Birdie Bee uh, yoga equipment? I, d- I don't. But my wife loves the show. Whenever we sit down at night, we say, hey, what shows are on? She'll say, hey, is there a new Total Divas or Total Bellas or Ms. and Mrs.? I've, I actually watch them. I've seen one episode where... They're uh, not bad. The shows aren't bad. Danielson and Cena were chopping wood for some reason <laughs> up in was, yeah. uh, uh, Washington. That's the most interesting part of Total Bellas is seeing John Cena and Daniel Bryan interact like normal humans. It's weird. Well, it's, Danielson seems like a normal human being. Cena does not. No, he seems crazy. <laughs> I mean, first of all, he went from, I don't want to ever get married. Oh, wait, I'll get married. I don't want to ever have kids. Oh, wait, I'll never, I, I'll have kids. Meanwhile, she ends up dumping his ass anyway. 
And then they're, now they're teasing on the new season that she's dating younger men. I know. What's up with that? Oh, uh, John. Get to that another time. This should be. A, I'm going to do a podcast all about the reality <laughs> TV from WWE. But the Rousey match felt as if it was all put together so that the highlights can be shown on SportsCenter mm-hmm. and Good Morning America. And that kind of left me. It, it was anticlimactic. And I said this to you before. Alexa Bliss is a great character. No question. I can't take her seriously as a champion. Not when she's standing across the ring from Ronda Rousey. There needs to be, we all know it's scripted, I get it, but there needs to be some realism in it. Yeah, you have to believe it's going to happen. And there's nothing real about Alexa Bliss being a champion, so Ronda beating her seemed just too obvious. And, I mean, she destroyed her. It was a squash match, and there were a few squash matches tonight. There were actually three of them. Mm -hmm. Maybe four if you really want to get... Well, we'll get into it, but there were a lot of squash matches tonight. There were two themes, squash matches and DQs. There were a lot of that. It felt like it was superstars of wrestling back in the day. (laughs) DQs and squashes. But, yeah, the Rousey thing I always thought needed to be a bigger deal Mm -hmm. when she won the title, and it didn't feel like a big deal. Well, and that's the thing, too, is that we're talking. she's done an incredible job. Like, going into WrestleMania... She's awesome. Going into WrestleMania, I'm like, this is not... Kurt Angle hasn't wrestled in years. Uh, and, you know, Stephanie isn't a performer like she used to be. And you're like, oh, this has the potential to be awful. And Rousey's wowed everybody at WrestleMania. Yeah. Uh, she had a good you know, good start to a match with Nia Jax. Nia Jax and, uh, you know, had a squash match with Alicia Fox. So you come in today, and it's like, all right, she's a capable performer. Uh, her facials and her uh, reactions are great. Talking in the middle of matches. I love that. Yeah, I don't love her promo work but i think her in her oh no match promos stuff is incredible. are terrible yeah but yeah. her match stuff is incredible so like you said if you're going to put this person over and have them be one of your your bell cows going forward it, it's something where how long do we have her how long is she gonna be part of this company and how long are those moments going to be because when she first came in everyone's like ah oh, there's going to be a, a finite amount she wants to go have a family yada yada so now she and she said recently she wants to stay here longer. Great. I wonder if that's one of the reasons they did this sooner. Keep the belt on her for a while, but you're not going to take the belt off her at WrestleMania. Like, what are you going to? Uh, but like her retaining at WrestleMania doesn't seem like a big deal. Like, and but like, do you use Rousey to put over somebody else? You know what they so, did? Mm-hmm. They messed up. They had an opportunity to have a women's main event at WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. And I think they blew it because I think the way they could have really so legitimately, instead of forcing it, a women's championship match to main event of WrestleMania was Ronda chasing. Was Ronda finally winning the title. They gave her the title now after only five matches. You're right. There's nothing there. Even Charlotte, who... Every, I mean, I don't love Charlotte, but she is their most accomplished women's wrestler, I guess. I mean, whatever you want to call mm-hmm. about her. Even that, and I know they're on different brands, not that that matters, Paul Heyman, if you're listening, that really doesn't matter. Don't (laughs) tell me about how that's like the New York Yankees taking on the Yakamura Giants. (laughs) I don't think there's a special main event. I thought the best route for Rousey was to keep her busy for nine months, have her win the Rumble, Mm -hmm. and then she finally goes over at WrestleMania. That's why I thought the Bellas being there made sense. Let them come out, DQ, you got Nikki Bella, Ronda Rousey at Evolution, and you could just keep her busy for a while. But giving her the title now, I mean, she just has to keep squashing people now. Isn't yeah. that what she has to do? Well, I wonder if part of it, too, is that now that we're talking about this, I wonder if one of the you know, uh, 
pitches or one of the, the big selling points of the women's pay-per-view evolution is that you're going to have a main event of Ronda Rousey as the champion defending, maybe it's against Alexa Bliss, maybe it's against somebody yeah. else, but have that be the big, because you, you're not going to put the belt on her there. Well, maybe you could have, but... You could if you want to make that event the big deal. I mm-hmm. mean, we look at it, I think our natural reaction is that's the same as fully loaded. Why did I pick that one? Or Backlash. Or Judgment Day, because it's not one of the big four pay-per-views. Mm-hmm. But it is the first ever all-women's pay-per-view, so you can treat it as WrestleMania if that's what they choose to do. We'll see how they, how they book it. I don't know how they're going to book it. Right. Well, now this is now I'm curious to see what they do with, with Ronda Rousey. Do they, do, do they learn anything from the Brock Lesnar experiment of the last six years? Do you have her just kind of run through everybody and just have that be a thing? You can absolutely do that. How often do we have her? Is she going to be a once a month? Is she going to be a once a quarter? Is she going to be a couple of times a year? And do you build, if you keep the belt on her through WrestleMania, who do you build up at the Royal Rumble to go and face her? Do you bring up, you know, a Shayna Baszler from NXT? I know you're not an NXT guy, but, you, you know, a, a, but an you MMA. See, you told me she's an MMA woman? She's an MMA woman, yeah. yeah. I mean, you could. I don't think that's main eventing WrestleMania. I think their their dream of main eventing a women's match at WrestleMania, I don't see it. I don't see it there anymore. I really don't. I think it needed to be the Rousey crowning. And the Rousey, Rousey crowning was kind of anticlimactic. And then it was over the top. You know, she's hugging everybody. It's just... I, I th- don't know. I think the end of August is, wasn't the time to do it. I think there was a time to do it when more eyes would have been on it. I mean, I like it at a major pay-per-view, yeah. but it was too quick. She'd only been in the company for five matches. So we'll see We'll see where it goes. I think that's going to be super interesting. Uh, you know, as a character, as a performer, she's been great. So it's just a matter of how often we're going to have it. Yeah. Uh, the New Day Bludgeon Brothers match was something that <laughs> was a sign of things to come because we had a lot of DQs, and we usually don't get DQs this day and age. If you go back and watch WrestleMania 2 or WrestleMania 1, it all ended in DQs mm-hmm. back in the old days. When they first started these pay-per-views, I don't think they knew how to end a match. So they said, ah, screw it, let's have a DQ. No, they were selling the house shows. <laughs> Maybe that was it. Uh, the New Day Bludgeon Brothers DQ I had an issue with because I don't care enough about this feud to have them say, hey, oh, don't worry, next month there's going to be a specialty match. And the way they did it with what's-his-name bringing a mallet out, which oh, is Rowan. probably a yeah. fake mallet. Yeah, it looked a it's little light. It's light. It's, it's, a, it's a spot where once, once Rollins won the opening match, you know, you know, listen, WWE has a very distinct way of building a card. Uh, we were talking about it throughout the night. Why is this match here? Why is this match there? But after you have a face win the opening match, which makes a lot of sense, you want to get the crowd hot, you know that they're not going to have another face win. So you knew the dude day wasn't going to go over. I was just curious if it was going to be a schmaz or if it was going to be, uh, you know. Yeah, but even if it's a, give me something other than a DQ. I mean, do you care enough about Bludgeon Brothers New Day, that old great next month they're going to do it in a hell in a cell. Who gives a crap? Right. I mean, listen, cares. The, the Bludgeon Brothers are talented, uh, but th- there are a lot of guys in the industry, like Edge and Christian Jericho, guys that are really into the gimmick, but uh, us, people I talk to, don't seem to really be into it. Uh, not Rowan. Um, Harper. Harper's dope. He, you know, he won the IC title a bunch of years, a long time, three, four years ago now. He's a super talented guy. Rowan's a, a, a decent enough big, but together with this gimmick, it doesn't make any sense, especially when they're so renowned for being Wyatt's. What's the point of repackaging them together? That's what they did, yeah. It makes no sense, especially yeah. when you have all this other talent in the uh, SmackDown, t- SmackDown tag team division. Mm. Um, they can go a lot of different ways, uh, but when you have a division that's really you know, heralded by uh, the New Day and the Usos, uh, having the belts on a team that's really not even 
interesting. Uh, is is not a great uh, not a great look. I understand why Strowman needed to beat Kevin Owens, obviously to retain the money in the bank, which I was in favor of. Remember, Kevin Owens did beat Braun Strowman the last time they fought, <laughs> even though he was thrown through a cage, or whatever it was. I just think Kevin Owens is lost right now. This was a great character, a really good wrestler. Uh, when he first came in, he's beating John Cena, and he's shaking the hands of that musician and throwing him off the stage. Machine Gun Kelly? Yeah. (laughs) Whatever. I loved KO. He got crushed in a squash match. What happens to him now? He's been kind of rudderless for the past (coughs) year and a half. Yeah. I I watched the Festival of Friendship. Listen, I'm a Jericho Mark. Whatever. I'm not going to apologize for it. That's fine. But I was watching the Festival of Friendship, and like even that that, that six-month run or so he had with the... uh, with the Universal Championship, that was pretty rudderless. So he's kind of been like without... It's been a while. It's been a while. But now he's getting crushed. I know it's Braun Strowman, but how do you take him seriously now? What do they do with him? I mean, I don't know what they do with him now. Because we're talking about... Oh, well, I was talking about Raw being uh, heelless kind of at the moment. If you put uh, Owens against Reigns at this point, are you going to buy into that No. Field? No, you can't. No. So uh, you, need to, you need to build Owens back up a little bit. The work he was doing with Sammy was pretty great. But it wasn't really doing them any favors, you know, as main event talent. It was a nice like middle mid card kind of thing Did going he get on. Hurt there. or something? What happened? To him? Yeah, he had double shoulder surgery. Oh, surgery. Is that what happened? Yeah, how he's long is he out? out? Uh, about six months or so. I think maybe a little bit longer. Yeah. Can we talk about for a second how you look just like him? Am I the only one who thinks this? Well, you're just saying all redheads look alike. <laughs> it's kind of prejudice, but whatever. I, I think there is a, a definitely a look-alike thing that's going on. I need to get you a schoolboy hat and some checkerboard no, pants. No, on that. All right. Well, uh, my wife may be into it, so I don't know. <laughs> I'll talk to the missus. Uh, but yeah, so Owens is... Is, is talented. I mean, Steen was great in the Indies. He came up in NXT, had a really short run there. I think he was only there for you know less than a year, about six they months gotta or so. they got to do something new with him now. I don't know what it is. I don't know how you do it, but to put him back in the main event, like if he's the guy feuding with Roman Reigns next, that's a problem. Yeah. Because yeah. he's not going to win. So you're just building him up to get his ass kicked again? Something's got to be different. Maybe... I don't know what uh, you want to put him with Rollins, maybe a little icy type, but then he's going to lose that too. Well, this little partnership he's been having with Jinder too. Like, listen, I was huge for Jinder last year. I thought that don't was hinder Jinder. I thought it was great. It was unexpected. I think they built him up super well. So I think putting him and Owens together and doing a little something with them is not a bad idea. I think having alliances and partnerships is not a bad thing. Unless it's called League of Nations. Oh, that was not great. Remember that? That was what not a, great. Oh, my but, but we don't have managers. We don't have uh, factions. We don't have things like that very much yeah. anymore. So just having a loose affiliation of Jinder with Kevin Owens as they kind of like, you know, have rated a tag RKO, together. basically? Like a new version of Rated RKO? Sure. <laughs> For both two former world champions. That's the thing we're there saying in go. 2018. Uh, putting them <laughs> together and having them, like, listen, they don't have to go for the tag team belts or anything, but have them be, you know, loosely associated, helping each other and giving each, giving each yeah. other a little boost to get to, while they figure out what the hell they're doing. Like Jinder, again, you know, they built him up for six months. He had a, gr- a great title run, uh, in my opinion. I thought, it was a fun, I thought it was a fun title run. Oh. But, but instead of keeping, you know, any juice with him, they, they kind of just well, like... The juice is still with him. Oh, well, <laughs> I'm going to snap to that one. Uh, but yeah, it's just, it's something where it's very easy to be forgotten you know, he wasn't on the card. Uh, Randy Orton, I guess, showed up, but wasn't on we'll the card. We'll get to that. Yeah, Real just a lot of things. A lot of guys that are, 
on a show where it felt like they were trying to get everybody on the show, yeah. there were still lots and lots of well, people that weren't there. It's difficult. They have a lot of talented guys, and they just don't have enough time. Sasha and Bailey. Yeah. 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 They, they just don't, and the pre-show doesn't count, because who's watching it at 5.30 when it's a four-hour pay-per-view? Are, are they ever going to put a cruiserweight match on the show? Is that going to be a thing that happens? On the regular show? On the regular show. No. Unless Rey Mysterio gets the title when he comes back. Oh, then you can do it. On an internet-only show. <laughs> right. Uh, the SmackDown Women's Championship match. I'm happy that Charlotte won. I'm not a fan of Charlotte, but I'll tell you why I'm happy she won. She is an established woman. She had that pay-per-view streak, and she's she's established, right? She, what, she's like an eight-time champion, whatever Seven-time champion. I, I'm a sucker for a long title run. So get the title off Carmella. Carmella, much like... Uh, what's her name? Uh, your girl. Uh, Bailey? Uh, ba- yeah. No, no. The, the, who lost the title tonight? The Rousey. What's her name? Oh, Alexa Bliss. Alexa Bliss. Much like Bliss and Carmella. What do you want from me? I'm tired. It's been 18 <laughs> hours of this. And I simultaneously watched the Met game. You saw that on my iPad. They finally won because they played in a Little League stadium. Hey, listen. Jason Vargas <laughs> looked like a Major League pitcher. It's a minor league stadium, not a Little League stadium. I mean, geez. Uh, so I'm a sucker for a long title run, mm-hmm. and I think Charlotte's going to need that title back. Carmella being a champion seems like a waste. And I like what they did with Becky Lynch, and I kind of called it to you. I said after Charlotte won, Becky's turning on her, and you correctly said, <laughs> but the crowd will love it. So is she really turning heel? And she wasn't. The only problem I had with the turn was two hugs. I mean, they were embracing for a very long time. Were they going over the turn? Was Because Charlotte was blocking out so you couldn't read her lips. Almost yeah, she like was saying her. something, right, yeah. Yeah, she was saying, okay, this is the way you're going to kick my ass. It's like they didn't meet in dress rehearsal. She had to explain it. I'm curious to see where they go with this because the, the crowd organically has loved Becky Lynch for a very long time. So so it's not, like I was saying, it was a, it was a face turn for a face. So And Charlotte is... Five foot ten, athletic to the T. Right. You know, the, the 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 person, the standard bearer of the women's division on both shows. She is, I think, the crowd respects her, but she's not an easy person to cheer for as a character. She's a heel. So I'm curious if this. I'm curious to see how heelish. Becky Lynch uh, becomes over the next couple of weeks. Are they really going to try to force her being into a heel and Charlotte being the face? I don't know. Yeah, I think they are, and I think it's a mistake. I think the crowd naturally wants to cheer Becky Lynch. They want to boo Charlotte. I think they should just go with the gimmick of she's desperate. She wants to win the championship. Don't start insulting the city that SmackDown is on. But but the, but they, that's the cheap way they try to get heat, and it's pathetic. But they had to know that's what the reaction was going to be tonight, right? If you're booking this, yeah. if you're the WWE booking committee, you had to know that was the reaction you're going to get. So if you knew that, then what the hell are you doing going forward? Because I think they look at Brooklyn as different than Kansas. I think they look at the reaction at Barclays Center as not being indicative of the reactions around the country. But I think it's also where we are in 2018, where we are like one unified... You know, you used to be able to do... how. Now we have house show results from anywhere in the country. You could run the same match, you know, for weeks... You know, 30 years ago, you can't really do that today. So I think, you know, 30 years ago, they can say, you know what? Uh, Mr. Perfect is this dastardly guy, and we show you this promo package, and you're going to boo him. Right. You can't really do that so much anymore. They they almost have to just embrace the fact that the crowd is going to do what they want to do. I thought it was hilarious, and the crowd started chanting, you deserve it, as she's beating (laughs) the crap out of her. Here is the, and I never say this, I always get annoyed when there's a DQ ending for a title match 
And let's go back to SummerSlam. We're at SummerSlam. Let's go back to SummerSlam 2001. Uh, there were two title matches, the WCW Championship. That's right. You heard me correctly. And that was the main event of the night, and that was Booker T against The Rock. Mm-hmm. And The Rock won the WCW title by defeating Booker T in the main event. The undercard featured Stone Cold Steve Austin defending the WWE Championship against Kurt Angle. That match ended in a disqualification. The Undertaker took on Brock Lesnar right after SummerSlam 2002. That match ended in a disqualification. And in both cases, I hated it. I don't believe in title matches ending in DQs at a pay-per-view. But Joe AJ was different. It was different because of the way they set it up with the wife and the kid. Even though I didn't like that angle... They give you a really good match. I thought it got off to a slow start, but it really started to pick up steam. Uh, The crowd started to get into it. AJ almost had the victory when he had the Styles Clash, but he couldn't hook the other leg. (laughs) And then Joe grabs the mic and says something that, by the way, makes no sense. This is what he said. Hey, Wendy. That's AJ's wife. Hey, Wendy, I made a promise that daddy was coming home. But it doesn't look like he is. But don't worry. I'll be your new daddy. Which makes no sense because Wendy is AJ's wife. So why is Joe going to be her daddy? I thought Joe would be like, I'll be the new husband or I'll be, you know, something ridiculous. So I think Joe screwed up his line or I don't get it. One or the other. I don't know. I I do love that the crowd went right into the uh, 1999 uh, Pedro uh, Who's Your Daddy chant. (laughs) Yes. There were a couple of uh, good chants throughout the night. Listen, you know, once once, uh, Joe came out at the very beginning and you see uh, AJ's wife and daughter, and I'm assuming that's his actual wife and daughter, My first instinct was that this is going to be a DQ, uh, or AJ was going to be distracted, and you know, you knew AJ's anger was going to get the better of him there. Uh, I do like the fact they kept the belt on him, like you made mention of long title reigns, make it you know more meaningful. Uh, He's had an interesting run. Uh, Some feuds have been better than others, but I think keeping the belt on him here makes a ton of sense. Now, my only question is. You know, this is a good match. It started off slow. I think it was a, a, go, a good pace towards the end, and I think it, it makes me want more out of it. But my question is, where you have two of the, the greatest wrestlers in the world with AJ and Nakamura, who had a, a four- or five-month feud that, by the end of it, no one wanted to see any more of it, how much, you know, AJ, Joe, are we going to get? Is it going to be a, 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 a... That's a very easy candidate for a Hell in the Cell match, and is that going to be a blow-off where you put the belt on, on Joe there? No, 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 no. Um, well, you got to work backwards. Who's winning the feud? Is, is Samoa Joe going to become the WWE champion? And I know the WWE title has become a mid-card title because we did this research <laughs> in the middle of the event. I, I made a statement. I said, Dennis, I said, outside of the SmackDown-only pay-per-views, which they don't even have anymore, but they did for a while, when was the last time the WWE championship main evented a dual-brand pay-per-view? 1968. Okay. Yeah, Stone Cold Steve Austin. (laughs) So I literally did research, and we have an answer. And the answer is is ridiculous. You've got to go back. Hold on, I wrote this down. You've got to go back to Battleground 2016. 
okay? Before the brand split, before they even created the universal title. So, of course, the WWE title main evented, and it was actually a triple threat match between the former members of the Shield, Ambrose, who was champion, defending against Rollins and Reigns. And that was when Roman Reigns was suspended for drug use. Oh, oh, wow, yeah. That is two-plus years ago. That's what they've done to the WWE title. The only time the WWE title is main-evented pay-per-views, it's when they are SmackDown exclusive. So I get what they've done to the World Wrestling Federation, forget entertainment, championship. But I want that title sticking on AJ, not going to Joe. And so I think this is a way to drag the feud out, make it appealing without having AJ beat him right out of the gate, because that's the mistake they made with AJ Nakamura. They probably should have just had AJ beat Nakamura and then both guys move on. The fact they extended the feud was a problem since AJ was going to win the feud and he won the first match. We'll get to Daniel Bryan in a second because I think that's the difference. So I think AJ keeps the title. I think he should keep the title. So I think this DQ served good purpose. It served good purpose in that there was a reason for the DQ, the Mm. wife and kid. And I think it builds up some more matches where AJ will win the feud anyway. Yeah, I, I can't really argue with that. I'm just curious to see where they go with it. And I, you know, I think it'd be really interesting. I was surprised when they put the universal belt on Kevin Owens. Uh, for you know, I'm a big guy, and in, in our baseball league, right after Kevin Owens won the belt, one of my uh, one of the guys in the league sent me a text. It's like, you know what? If Kevin Owens can win the belt, you can, you have a shot. And I'm like, that's not nice. That's not a nice thing to say. It's <laughs> because I'm a big guy, a big guy, husky guy can win the belt. Right. So listen, I'm curious if a big husky guy like Joe, I don't know, if Vince is going to put the belt on him. Like, I don't know if that's going to be a thing that happens. And as a as a you know a three dimensional fan of wrestling at this point, where we're watching the show, but we're also reading all the stuff that's happening behind the scenes. You know, you're curious where the storyline's going, but you also you have to think of the reality of will Vince McMahon put the belt on another TNA guy yeah, yeah. and a guy who is you know not your prototypical uh, Adonis like Vince likes to likes to put the championship yeah, on. Yeah, and maybe that's his thinking. My thinking is uh, Samoa Joe had a really good career. I watched some of his matches in TNA. He had great feuds with AJ Styles, great feuds with Kurt Angle. He's just not that good right now. He's missed a couple of WrestleManias. He main-evented that backlash pay-per-view and lost to Roman Reigns. I don't think his WWE run's been that great. And I don't think of him as a champion right now. And maybe that's not on Joe. Maybe that's more on creative. Mm. And that's fine if that's the case. But right now, him becoming champion, him being the guy that beats AJ Styles, that doesn't do it for me. That shouldn't be him. And what's interesting, too, is like when that match came up on the card... I was like, you know what? I still don't love that being in the middle of the card. And you made a good point is that, you know, you think of like WrestleMania, uh, WrestleMania 8, where like the, the true double main event where right. Flair and uh, Macho went in like really the middle of the card. But there were two or three SmackDown matches after the WWE title match. Yeah, they did it really early. And that's, it was a little too early for me. Maybe it was because of the DQ. I'm not sure. In fact, the match right after, now they did have Elias break his guitar for no reason, which was <laughs> odd. Uh, that was weird. He comes out, he's doing his normal gimmick, and then all of a sudden the guitar breaks and he gets upset. Like, go cry to your mommy. Who cares? He was even mad at Lashley. Just again, a lot of like <laughs> a lot of characters that are on the regular show that just were just not. Bobby Lashley beat Roman Reigns a month and a half ago. Now he's not even on the SummerSlam pay-per-view? On a show where everybody's on it. It's that makes super no weird. sense. I mean, we're gonna, this is skipping a match on the card. Uh, but again, I, you know, I'm more of an NXT guy than you are. But I was shocked that, that, you know, that they bring the demon on a show for, is in like a 90 second squash match. But why are you going to bring the demon 
where, you know, in NXT, it mattered. And not to say it didn't matter today, but it didn't matter today. It well, was dope. The crowd popped for it. But, you know, the point of the demon is that you're, you're trying to get over this, this, this adversary that you can't get over without this, this spirit, you know, within you. And uh, you're fighting Baron Corbin, who had all, it seemed like he had all the talent in the world, but he's been booked like, you know, a, a jerk the last little bit. Well, you don't need the demon to beat Baron Corbin. I, I was under the assumption, and I like the demon character, and I like the gimmick that he only whips out every once in a while, but I thought they forgot about it. I thought they were really just no more <laughs> demon. It had been over a year. Yeah. He didn't even use it at WrestleMania. Like, he didn't even use it. It was just gone. But you're right, over the constable, the constable Baron Corbin, the constable, the constable, they call him the constable a million times. If you had a drinking game where every time they said the constable instead of Baron Corbin, you'd be wasted within five minutes. The constable, the constable. I like the demon character, but it was odd that it was used in this situation for a whatever match against the constable, who, by the way, doesn't even dress in wrestling gear, which still annoys me. No, they're trying he to get- wears his outfit. Like, they're, he's going to work. They're trying to get over a new character. I get it. But, like, if you're going to do it, just go full WCW. I feel like the constable would have been the prototypical 1996 <laughs> WCW character. Yeah. So just do it. Like, just go the whole way. But they're kind of half-assing it. Like, they, I feel like they're doing a lot of and different things. you know what things. the worst part is? This feud is not over. No <laughs> doubt. Corbin's going to have an, uh, I wasn't prepared, ba 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 What if Corbin becomes the number one contender? No, he's not. No <laughs> shot. No shot. And what are they doing with my boy Finn Balor? I like this guy. I mean, it's great that he won a squash match, another one of these squash matches, and they really put him over strong. But if he's just going to f- continue feuding with the constable, it feels like a waste. He is a very talented dude. If you know, uh, you know Prince David from you know back in Japan and all that kind of stuff, he he, he also has a light up jacket. So I was you know I was not thrilled about that. Why why you stealing Jericho stuff? Uh, but he's a talented guy. He's a great worker. He was the leader of the Bullet Club uh, back in New Japan. Like so, he is a good talker. He's a good worker. Uh, it feels like in W in WWE, all he does is the sling blade and the uh, the double stomp. He doesn't do any of the moves he did in NXT. And remember the way they built him up initially? He was Mega Man. He beat Roman Reigns on Raw. Was the number one contender for the Universal Title. He was the first ever Universal mm-hmm. Champion, not number one contender. He got to the finals or whatever it was. And then, unfortunately, he got hurt. And since he's come back, they've they've made him a mid-card guy, and it's unfortunate. But, but they're not putting him in a tag team. They're not putting him with a stable. They're not putting him with his dudes. Yeah. Like, it's, it's so interesting to me that you bring you know the club over, and they work out like hell on Instagram. They both got abs for big guys, the club. But like they're not... They're not doing anything well, with them, but just have them be muscle for AJ. Have them be muscle for for yeah. Finn. Do something with them. Going back to you know, if when we used to watch pay per views, you think of SummerSlam '98 or whatever, like a pay per view 15, 20 years ago. The crowd was hot for everything, even the stuff they weren't hot for. They were still hot. Yeah, for. they were hot for Gangrel. And you know, we'll go we'll go into you know other matches of the, uh, throughout the night. Oh, Gangrel was dope though, the blood and the whole thing. Uh, but <laughs> but there were moments tonight, you know for big matches where the crowd was entirely well, dead silent. It's going on for five hours. That's a big part of it. It's a big part of it, yeah. But but Here's what I'm curious about. Mm-hmm. I want to go back to two years ago, I guess it was now. This guy, Balor, in his first run in WWE wins the Universal title. Then he gets hurt. What would have happened if he didn't get hurt? Like, how were they going to book him? Were they going to... I mean, he was was the first ever Universal Champion. What was their long-term plan with him? I'm just so curious because of what they've ended up doing with him. Is it because he got hurt and they don't trust him? What were they going to do with him initially? 
What was their plan for him for WrestleMania? Think about it. He wins the first Universal Championship at SummerSlam. With, I would hope they would give him a long run mm-hmm. because it's the first champion of something. You know, you want it to establish sure. it. So I'm just so curious, and I don't think I'll ever get an answer. What were they going to do with this guy initially? You still have Paul Heyman's number? or Yeah, text him. <laughs> I'll say, Paul, you gotta, you got to fill me in on this one. Uh, before we get to the Brian match, uh, here's the problem with Nakamura, Jeff Hardy. I don't care. I don't care. I don't care about Nakamura. I don't care about Jeff Hardy. I don't care about the United States Championship. I mean, I give Jeff credit. He's still nuts in that the face paint's crazy with the eyes over the eyes. Sure. And he also does a lot of weird moves. I mean, he did a swanton off the apron. I mean, he's he's crazy and he's nuts. But these were, this was one of those matches, and maybe it's because it's a four-hour event, where I found myself just not caring. I didn't care. I was tired. That's the, that's the point of the night where I'm looking at my watch. I'm setting my alarm for tomorrow. And I'm also wondering why the so the WWE goes through spurts where now everyone does a super kick, uh, and now everyone does moves on the... How many moves on the apron were there today? A lot. There was the, the Brian kicking the post. There yep. was the, the Jeff Hardy doing the thing there. There was... Uh, wasn't there a Rollins one, too? There were a, quite a few on the apron. And, you know, when... Two years ago, a year and a half ago, when Owens was doing the powerbomb into the apron, that's when the uh, the uh, the apron is the hardest part of the ring became part of the lexicon. And now it's happening in every match. So if every match is going to have a super kick and every match is going to have an apron spot and every match is going to have a dive through the rope spot, like it feels like what makes all these characters different or in-ring work different, it's just not there anymore. Back in the back ten years ago, back twenty years ago, people grew up in different you know, different uh, systems. They were in territories and they all learned how to work a different way. Now these guys, even if they are coming from Indies or coming from different places, right. they're all coming up through NXT so their move sets and the way of going about it are very similar. Yeah, how many guys, a good thing. How many guys do a blockbuster? How many guys do a spear? How many guys do a super kick? And it's just, okay, um, when everybody's WWE 18, 19, whatever year they're at now has the same move set, that's another thing that just it, it does. There's not enough delineation between those guys. And what the hell was the point of Randy Orton? Where are they going with this guy? He comes out. We're all assuming he's going to continue his heel character. Another guy, not on the pay per view, mm-hmm. but it, I guess in this case on the pay per view. And he's about to crush Jeff Hardy. Then all of a sudden, he kind of shakes his head and says, "Nah, forget it." What, what, what kind what of are pay, they doing with? What him? kind of payday does he get for that? Does, that, does it get his downside, <laughs> or does he get I some money no for idea. that? I don't know, man. I, I don't know what they're doing with him. I, I do agree that he's a better heel than face, but I, I think, unfortunately, for Randy Orton, I, I feel bad saying it because he's a Hall of Famer. He's a really talented guy. I don't know if there's anything left for him to do that's going to make us care. You know, they gave him the title recently uh, when he won the Royal Rumble and he beat uh, Bray Wyatt. It was a horrible title run. I mean, he immediately lost the title to Jinder. And... It's just, you know, he had that match with Brock, which was stupid. Mm. I don't think there's anything left. They have to get really creative, and I'm not sure they have that in WWE creative, to make us care about Orton. I mean, even though that heel promo was good and he's a bad guy, okay, now what? What are you going to do with him? He's going to feud with Jeff Hardy? Who gives a crap? Those first couple of promos after he turned heel again were pretty great. They were. I mean, they were great, but to what end is it serving? No, I'm not going to. But he's 38. It, which is crazy to think he's about young, because he's man. been around forever. Yeah, he's been around forever, but he's thirty-eight. And you think of a guy like AJ's forty. Not to think, you know, not to be you know ages in any way, but like AJ's forty, forty-one-ish. Nakamura's late thirties. Uh, Orton's late thirties. Joe's late thirties. Here's the uh, difference. Devitt, um, Finn Balor's Finn late thirties. Here's the difference. 
those guys to me, to my eyes as a WWE fan, to a lot of people listening who may just only watch WWE, they're new to us. We're not sick of them. We have seen Randy Orton for 15 years. In every iteration, in every feud, with every yeah. match that's ever happened. It's just, it's, it's over. There's nothing left. Cena's different. He's John Cena. He's one of the greats of all time. Not that Orton isn't, but Cena's above Orton. I think we all admit that. I think there's things you can still do with John Cena. I, I am convinced there's just nothing left with Orton. And it sucks because he is young. But we've seen his face for too long. And his face looks exactly the same. It's just, I got nothing left for him. This is what, and this is going to be a little bit of a tangent, but it's only going to be a little one. I think that's what, that's the difference in the careers between Jericho and Edge. Jericho never got hurt. Edge got hurt all the time. And here's what I mean about that. I think going away in wrestling makes a difference. Absence makes the heart grow fonder. And I feel like Edge got opportunities that Jericho didn't get because Jericho was always around. He was having those matches. He was on those house shows. He was on those Raws. He was on those SmackDowns. He was all on the road. Edge goes away for a year. Edge goes away for six months. Edge True. goes away for a period it of time. something. And he comes back and wins the Rumble. He comes back and wins the belt. He comes back and forms La Familia. I think there's something about going away. And... You know, with with Ambrose, you know, going back to that match earlier today, I think bring Ambrose back on Monday. I don't. I didn't understand it. I, I, I mean, I understand. You would have saved it for the pay per view. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, that's fine. Because you know, and it's 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 difficult when you have a brand split and you have you know a little bit more of truncated rosters. But you know, listen, you don't want Brock to be away for four months at a time. But you don't need everybody on every show. And I think that having someone take a week off, having Reigns be on seven Raws and seven I agree, but I don't think that's going to help Orton. He was away for a short period of time. And who cares? He was away for a while. Every time he comes back, it's like, oh, great, Randy Orton. He's boring. And well, listen, if they do something fun and have him not do the RKO or, you know, <laughs> just, I, but I think that'd be super interesting. Yeah, but the, look, have him become a submission specialist. It's different. Who the hell knows? Well, they did try the whole thing with him during the Wyatt family. That was interesting. That was all right. It, it was different. But you know what? Then when he turned, it got boring again. But go away. Go away for a period of time. Get an injury. Go get some surgery. Go, uh, go get some surgery. Go get healthy. Go yeah. you know, have some Chick-fil-A and eat some food and uh, get away. And I don't know, man. I, I've never been a fan of Orton, but um, he's just so boring. He's a walking, boring chant. Yeah, I just don't understand. I guess the feud is with, with Jeff Hardy. But if he's feuding with Jeff, Jeff Hardy, Hardy and Shinsuke's feuding with Jeff Hardy. No, I think Nakamura moves on now. I okay. think he, he fused with somebody, somebody else. Okay. Yeah, Jinder sense. Mahal. I don't know. The wrong, uh, sh- wrong show, as as Mr. Heyman would say. <laughs> wrong show. I know. I mean, God forbid they ever just hold the wool over our eyes and somebody changes shows. I mean, come on. They used to happen all the time. Let's have some trades. Yeah, right. Like, really, what are, That'd be good. what are they doing? What are the general managers of these shows doing? <laughs> They're not paying attention. They show, up, they show up to the events. They show up to the arena. They don't have the full card booked. It's like John if, Rico over there. If, if, I would, if I was booking, if I was a GM of Raw, I would have the show booked at 3 p.m. day of. Yes. And, you know, if someone shows up in my office, I'm like, listen, you should have came here earlier. You, should, you showed up a little bit late. You may, you may have a match next week. All right. The, the match match we haven't gotten to. We've gotten all these matches. The one we didn't get to is Daniel Bryan Miz, which had a great build. And I don't know when they knew that this build would work all these years later because the build was never intentional, I don't think. You know, when they had their NXT thing many, many years ago, I don't know if they thought everything that was going to happen happened. Uh, I thought the Talking Smack thing from a few years ago, they probably said 
if Brian comes back, this will be great. And if he doesn't, we'll make you forget about it. And the WWE's done that a lot. They've done that with Rock Triple H recently. And by recently, I mean the last five years, where they've planted seeds for a match that never happens. Or Brock Lesnar, Shane McMahon. They planted a seed that that match may happen after Brock beat Orton. Remember that? Never happened. Thank God. No, no, it's a good thing it didn't happen, but they plant them just in case. They do that a lot. Sure. I think that's what they did with Miz and Bryan, except it worked out because Daniel Bryan was cleared. I thought the build over the last few weeks was really good. I think Miz is awesome. I think Bryan is awesome, so I'm an easy sell on this thing. And I think we both knew that this is not a Mm one-off. This is going to continue for a while, and that Bryan needs first. uh, uh, I'm sorry, Miz needs to take first blood. Just how we got there was going to be interesting, and they did it. It was a typical heel kind of victory where Maurice gives him the brass knocks. <laughs> he punches Daniel Bryan. Miz is going to be intolerable now as this incredible over-the-top heel. Bryan's going to want his revenge. He's going to get it, and then there'll probably be a third match. And I think Bryan wins the series, but Miz needed first blood, and I'm good with that. You can go a lot of different ways with it. You can have a straight-up singles match match at WrestleMania or Rumble or whatever you want to do. You could put the belt on one of them uh, for a big blow-off match. You can do something with the Rumble with one of them. You can have Miz or uh, Danielson win the Rumble. You can do a lot of things with it. I think the thing that hurt the match, it was a good match. It was a good build. The promo packages are out of this world. The character work from Miz and uh, Maurice are out of this world. But the thing that hurt this to me, and as we were watching this, it was like we were watching. It was like the match was happening in a library. The crowd was dead. Yeah, but you know why? And, and it's nobody's you know fault. It's nobody's fault because I think Danielson's still over, and I think everybody loves the Miz, even though we hate him. We, we all love him. He's a great heel. He's a great heel. But it's it's one of those things that I wish that would have been an opener. I wish that would have been a little bit later on where we knew we didn't have because when that match was happening, I think we were like, are there eighteen matches left or there nineteen? <laughs> so yeah. um, so I think it was great. I think uh, it was a little jarring seeing Danielson outside of the maroon colors wearing the, his uh, Seahawk his colors. hometown Seahawk colors, yeah. which I think looked good, but it's just a little bit uh, jarring being used to the red. Um, but yeah, I, there are a lot of ways they can go with it. Uh, it's a matter of. Do they trust Danielson? And I think they're they're getting closer to that. Is he going to resign? And I think he's going to because his when wife's does this on contract run out soon, next couple of months. They have to resign him, and he should resign. Where's he going to go? And his wife is on fourteen reality shows for the company. Like it makes all the sense in the world to, to yeah. have that relationship there. And I think for him, you know, where we are in independent wrestling in twenty eighteen is a little bit different. He can support his family in independent wrestling, work as many dates as he wants. Right. He'd be crazy. You know, be he would do super well. But I think there's something to being a WWE guy, especially if he wants to wrestle to 70 or whatever he said recently. Uh, and, you know, hopefully he's healthy the, the whole time. Um, he shouldn't go away. No, I, and I think that I'm not saying they're going to do it, but my vision for him is he gets another crack at a championship or WrestleMania. I mean, they've kept him away from the title picture. He's over. He's still a really talented wrestler. I think that WrestleMania is a good enough period of time. It'll be a full year mm-hmm. where if he's still healthy, they should feel comfortable pulling the trigger. I know he's you know hurt them twice, first with the championship that he won at 30, and then the IC title at 31, but I think if he can remain healthy, that would be enough evidence to to, to give him the, the push again. It's really hard to fantasy book seven, eight months out, but I think... I can. I'll tell you right now. But if you put the belt on Miz, say, at, at Rumble or somewhere between now and you know WrestleMania, and you have Danielson chase the Miz for two months going into WrestleMania... 
that's going to be a hell of a mid-card WrestleMania match. And I say that jokingly because yeah. the WWE... Oh, that, that would be my... If I could fantasy book a WWE title match right now, I would put that you know next to last on the, type, on the top of the card and have uh, well, let's, let's Danielson chasing Miz. Let, let's do that, all right? And I know we've gone on for almost an hour, but we'll end with this because we started with Roman Brock. If you want to go back to the beginning of this podcast, we've gone through every single match. Just go, we get to this point, go back to the beginning, come back to this point, exactly. go back to the... And just keep doing just, it. Go over and over again, whatever the hell you want to do. But I said earlier, about 45 minutes ago, SummerSlam is truly the road to WrestleMania beginning. Because if you're a good storyteller, that story starts here. Batista Triple H, that story started a long time ago. Brian winning at 30, that story started at SummerSlam. Macho Man Hulk Hogan, one of the greats. The story starts early. So, to me, I don't know if any story has freaking started but here's how I would fantasy book the WWE Championship. I'd have The Miz and Daniel Bryan fight three pay-per-views in a row, different kinds of matches. They'll do a great job. I'm sure storyline-wise they can make it interesting and have us intrigued. And I'd blow it off now. I wouldn't stop it and then try to have that at Mania. I just I get it. I understand it. I wouldn't do that. And I think that I'd have AJ, same thing with Joe. And I'd have Brian win the Rumble, and I think I would lead towards Brian AJ for the WWE Championship, where your story is these two just great wrestlers, these two loved guys, face versus face. I wouldn't turn anybody. AJ champion for over a, almost a year and a half. Daniel Bryan, can he get back to the mountain? I think it's a, I think it's a great match. I think it's a great angle. Uh, I think it's a great story. And maybe that can main event WrestleMania, doubt, though I doubt Vince would ever pull the trigger on it. That's what I would do for the WWE Championship. You, on the other hand, would do what? You'd have Miz as champion? I would have Miz as a champion, have him win the belts from AJ. What, Survivor Series, something like that? Something like that. Um, have Danielson win the Rumble, and then that's an easy two-month build. Well, what a- do you do now with Brian and Miz? Do you just end it? You can have it simmer. Have, you know, have Miz have a new Miz Taraj, have some other people to go through. I don't know who that would end up being and have to go through the roster. Uh, Ty Dillinger just got hurt. Um, uh, who's, who's Gronk's friend? Um, I'm blanking right now. Oh, uh, Mojo Raleigh. Mo- Mojo Raleigh, he's on Raw now anyway. I don't know, there's ways to kind of like extend it, but you can kind of have a, a mini blow-off here, have Miz go off to do his own thing and do kind of like when Jericho won the belt in 08, like a scramble or like kind of some kind of weird way that Miz gets a number one contendership, takes the belt from AJ, um, and then go from there. But listen, I think you can go to a lot of ways with that. I think the, the early money on a Rumble winner would be Danielson uh, at this point. When you think about who won the Rumble last year? Uh, who won the Rumble last Nakamura. year? Nakamura. Oh, that's right. And then obviously served a wonderful purpose. <laughs> I can't even remember. Think about the last two Rumbles. Who gives a crap? Nakamura and Randy Orton? It's been, it's been a while. Terrible. It's been a while since the Rumble has really been Because here's why. Here's why. I'll tell you a little secret. When there's two champions, the Royal Rumble winner doesn't have the same effect as when there's one champion. It's true. I mean, yeah. all you've got to do is look at... Royal Rumble winners until the initial brand extension, Mm -hmm. 2002, though that mattered. Brock won it and eventually won the title. But after that, a lot of times it didn't mean anything. Well, even or oh three, I should say. With Brock, then you add money in the bank. It's just like yeah, there's there's plenty of opportunities to get a no, WWE no, but championship two match. Championship. So no, if I you win that. the Rumble, you're you're not in the main event. You're in the mid card. It doesn't even matter. So I think that's why the Rumble. The Rumble's been greatly affected. I always thought this, and I think it now since they redid the brand extension, mm-hmm. the Royal Rumble hurts. Uh, I'm sorry, the brand extension hurts the Royal Rumble. 
So as we head as we head out of uh, SummerSlam and head towards uh, you know the end of the year and head towards the, the the Rumble and WrestleMania, who do you think coming out of tonight has their stock going upwards? And who do you think coming out of tonight has their stock going well, down? Kevin Owens, Ke- Kevin Owens is down because I don't know what the hell they do with him. <laughs> I think up is Str- Strowman is so loved by people. I think he's like the number one. So you don't think he was hurt tonight at all? Uh, I think we were hurt because the event ended in such a weird way, but I think he is still incredibly popular. But that leads me to what you do with the universal title. I think Roman does need probably a long run. I mean, think about this with Roman since 31, when they were supposed to put the belt on. The coronation. He's held the championship, WWE and now Universal, for like a combined five minutes. Think about it. He's always been chasing. So... If they didn't take it away from him immediately by giving it to Strowman, he can't, he's not going to be chasing. He's going to be the champion. So I think that with Roman, I was intrigued by Roman Rock. If Rock was going to come back and wrestle, that the guy Rock should fight would be Roman Reigns. But if Roman is the champion going into Mania, yeah, can't do that. that doesn't make a lot of sense. So I, I'm really confused at what I would do with the Universal title at this point. I thought that the Roman Reigns has now become a guy that you can – Main event without having a title. He did that with The Undertaker, right? So I thought Roman Rock without a title made a lot of sense. But I'm also, like I said earlier, a sucker for a guy holding on to the title for a while. So I'm not sure what you do with Reigns now. Well, there are, you know, the, the night after SummerSlam is not quite the night after WrestleMania. But there are rumors of Rey Mysterio coming back. And listen, maybe he goes to 205 Live. I doubt they're going to do that. That has nothing to do but, with, but what maybe, do you do with him. Maybe, maybe that's going to be the initial feud for Roman Reigns. Oh, that's terrible. Maybe that's Roman what they do. Roman Reigns and Rey Mysterio? Why not? Because it sucks. Because <laughs> it's horrible. <laughs> they got to do something. All right. Uh, final nail on this coffin. Was it a good pay-per-view? Uh, how, do you de- how do you define it? Uh, it started off hot, uh, ended confusingly, and it was very long. I, I enjoyed it. It's always nice. See, if I was sitting at home watching this by myself, I probably wouldn't have enjoyed it as much. But it's nice, you know, shooting the stuff with someone there. Oh, thanks. Because you can have, well, you can have jo- you can joke around and like kind of yeah. like. So I think that helped it. It was fine. It was I th- fine. I think it was mediocre. I think there were moments, but I think with any pay per view, there's going to be moments. I think the ending left a lot to be desired. I think there was a lot of odd booking. I'm intrigued to watch Raw tomorrow night. Sure, but mainly because the Yankees aren't playing. <laughs> no, and the, the Mets are playing the Giants, but. I thought overall it was a very mediocre pay-per-view. That's my opinion. I appreciate you coming over to watch it. I appreciate you joining me on this Instant Reaction podcast to SummerSlam. Uh, he is Dennis. You can follow him. What's your Twitter account? D-H-A-P-S-H-O-W, D-H-A-P Show. There you go. And he has a podcast. Dennis has a podcast, so you can check him out as well. Dennis, I appreciate it. And everybody, I'll see you the next time I decide to do a podcast. And, of course, you can listen to the Midday Show 10 a.m. Monday through Friday. Goodbye.